0: This Day in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History Class, a show that skates through historic moments one day at a time. I'm Gabe Luzier, and in this episode, we're looking back at the inaugural season of the National Hockey League, including all the drama that went with it. The day was December 19th, 1917. The first four teams of the newly formed National Hockey League took to the ice for the first time. The season's opening night included the first two games in a 22 game schedule. In its earliest days, the National League represented just three cities. Montreal had two teams, the Canadiens and the Wanderers, while Ottawa and Toronto had one team each, the Ottawa Senators and the Toronto Arenas. The Toronto team eventually became the Maple Leafs but at the time, they were unofficially known as the Arenas after the team's original operator, the Toronto Arena Company. The NHL had announced its formation just a month earlier, on November 26th. Prior to that, the National Hockey Association, or NHA, had been the sport's leading professional league. The decision to dissolve the NHA and establish the NHL was largely motivated by a mutual dislike of one man, Eddie Livingstone, the owner of a team called the Toronto Shamrocks. Livingstone was known for being confrontational and had fought with his colleagues for years. The final straw came in 1915, when he purchased a second team in Toronto without the league's permission. The other owners wanted to kick him out of the NHA, but according to league rules, they couldn't. To get around the problem, they took an even more drastic measure. All of the owners, except for Livingstone, met at the Windsor Hotel in Montreal and voted to form a new league. No Livingstones allowed. Three weeks later, the first game in NHL history was played between the Montreal Wanderers and the Toronto Arenas. It's worth noting that ice hockey was played a bit differently in 1917 than it is today. For example, forward passing wasn't allowed, and concepts like icing and line changes hadn't been introduced yet. Teams were also smaller, consisting of just 14 players, including only one goalie. For reference, the NHL now requires a minimum of 20 players, 18 skaters, and two goalies. In 1917's less complicated form of the game, teams often scored 10 or more goals in a single match, whereas teams today typically average around three goals per game. And speaking of goals, the first one in NHL history was scored by Wanderers defenseman Dave Ritchie. A little later that night, his teammate, reserve player Art Ross, was awarded the dubious honor of the NHL's first penalty. It was a close match, but in the end, the Wanderers came out on top, beating Toronto 10-9. Only about 700 fans were there to witness Montreal's win, even though free tickets had been offered to military personnel and their families. The crowd size was especially disappointing, as the game proved to be the Wanderers' one and only win. They lost their next three games, and then a couple weeks later on January 2nd, 1918, the team's Westmont Arena burned to the ground. With nowhere to practice or host a game, the Wanderers wound up forfeiting their next match. As a result, the team's charter was revoked for being unable to play, and to add insult to injury, they were also fined $500. The second game of December 19th had issues of its own, including an overcrowded arena and a contract dispute. The match saw the Montreal Canadiens facing off against the Ottawa Senators in front of a packed house in Ottawa's Day Arena. The venue's seating capacity was 4,500, but on opening night, an estimated 6,000 fans had piled inside. All that extra body heat reportedly made the ice sticky and kind of mushy, which slowed down the players. Despite the impediment, future Hockey Hall of Famer Joe Malone scored five of the Canadiens' seven goals. It was a strong start to what would be an impressive season for Malone, with him going on to score 44 goals in 20 games. While Malone was cleaning up on the ice in the first period, two players for the Senators were refusing to play at all until their contracts were reworked. Right wingman Jack Darr and defenseman Hamby Shore had only agreed to a 20-game season with the NHA, but the NHL had added a few extra games to the schedule. The league quickly adjusted the players' contracts to account for the longer season, and both men joined the game during the second period, but by that point, the damage had already been done. The Canadians beat the Senators 7-4, leading the Toronto Sun to suggest that, quote, had the Ottawas started out with their regular team, they might have landed the match. Despite these growing pains, the NHL managed to finish its first season, even though the Wanderers' departure had left them with just three teams. The dwindling roster led the Toronto Globe to declare that, quote, pro hockey is on its last legs. That prediction didn't pan out, as over a century later, the NHL is still going strong with more than 30 teams now spread across North America. The rules may have changed since 1917, but the sport remains just as captivating for both those on the ice and off. And of course, the goal of the game remains the same. Score a hole in one. Just kidding. I'm Gabe Lucier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you enjoyed the show, consider following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can always send them my way at thisday at iHeartMedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class.